Hey, it's Ophira Eisenberg, host of Ask Me Another. So the holidays are coming up, and you know what that means. Holiday traditions. We want to know about your traditions, like your weird traditions, like the things that you do that are unique and interesting or wacky or weird, specific to you, your family, your friends. What do you do? For example, our senior producer, Jesse Baker, and her family, they grill oysters outside. Another one of our producers, the lovely Eleanor Kagan, her family watches Quentin Tarantino movies every Christmas. That's just what they do. Why not? Perfect. Blood, violence, Christmas. Josh Rogeson, his family was out of town one Christmas and there was nowhere to go for dinner because everything was closed. So they had to eat it at a 7-Eleven. And now, every holiday season, they get together and have Slim Jims and Slurpees. My family, we do a weird one, too. We uh, celebrate Hanukkah. So let us know what your story is. What weird, interesting tradition do you and your friends and family do? You can call and leave us a voicemail with your story, and maybe it will end up on air. So call us and leave a message at 563-ASK-ME-22. That is 563-275-6322. Can't wait to hear from you. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for the next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Who out there likes impressions? Oh, great. Because we're going to put this week's VIP, that's very important, puzzler, actor Justin Long to work impersonating famous celebrities. And to kick things off... Let's welcome our puzzle guru, John Chinesky. Hello. Hi, guys. And our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hey, everybody. Let's say hello to our first two contestants, Bruce Schwartz and Emily Skrizek. Emily, you're a middle school librarian. Yes, I am. We still exist. (laughs) You still exist. I know it's a great job. So what are the kids reading these days? Um, anything by Rick Reardon and Veronica Roth right now. Okay. And I still say go with Harry Potter. If you're going to start off, go with Harry Potter. Well, you are preaching to our listeners. (laughs) And Bruce, you were a high school teacher? Many years ago, Many years. Now, you taught speech. Yes. In in your speech class, I believe you taught Reverend Al Sharpton? This is true. (laughs) All right, so was he good at the start? He was. Uh, I was assigned to teach him speech, but at the time he was already a reverend and a practiced public speaker and probably could have taught me a thing or two. But you were assigned to shape him a little bit. I was, yes. And then you were in awe. All right. Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like he was just okay, and the next time I hear him speak, I'm going to go, that's all Bruce's work, everybody. That's what I'm going to say. You can blame me, yes. So our first game is called We Hate Bagginses. And for the people out there that did not clap, you need to work on your geek cred because our title is a famous line by the character Gollum from Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Okay, but don't worry, don't worry. All you need to know about Gollum is that his grammar isn't very good. So the answers in this game will be nouns whose singular and plural forms are the same. But since you'll be playing the role of Gollum, you'll preface the answer with the statement, we hates it, and add a grammatically incorrect s to the end of the noun. (laughs) Confused? Don't worry. Puzzle guru John Chinesky. For example, if I asked, how do you feel about animals that produce wool? The correct answer would be, we hates sheepses. Got to do the voice, too, right? You don't have to do the voice, but if you don't, you won't get the point. Now, <laughs> ring in when you know the answer, and the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. How do you feel about trousers, slacks, or chinos? Bruce. We love pants. <laughs> Puzzle guru John Chinesky, how would you like to score that? <laughs> We don't want you to like these things, okay? Let's, <laughs> try it again. Just try it again. We hate pants. Ah, there we go. Do you enjoy learning about current events? Emily, 
We hates newsies, newses. You newsies. do hate newses. Yes, yeah. that is right. Of course. Can I get you a chair to sit on or a desk or a bed for your cave? Bruce. We hates furnitures. <laughs> yes. You're more into minimalist cave decor. Yes, indeed. Why are you using your bare hands to pick meat off the grill? Emily. We hate tongueses. We do. Okay, good. Surely you must like Major League Baseball's premier season-ending event. Bruce. We hate World's Serieses. <laughs> yes, you do. More of a Stanley Cup person's. This is your last clue. Maybe you're always angry because you can't see well. Can I buy you some spectacles? Emily. We hate glasses. We do hate glasses. That will work. Yes, indeed. John Chinesky, how did our little golems do? We have a tie Ooh. between the preciouses. We hate tieses. We love tiebreakers. Here's your tiebreaker, Bruce and Emily. Do you wear the warm weather version of pantses that end above the knee? Bruce. We hate snickerses. We'll take it. We hate snickerses. Sure. Well done, you two. What a close game. Bruce, you'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Emily. Have you ever wanted to compete on Ask Me Another but hate putting on pantses? Now you can play with us from the comfort of your own dank, evil cave. We're looking for clever puzzlers to compete over the phone. So if you have a landline or have heard of such a thing, find one and let us know. Send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. On stage right now, we have Pam Hill and Saul Himes. Pam, just graduated from law school. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And you are, you're about to be a lawyer. You're just waiting on the... Uh... I sure hope so. You're, yeah, you're waiting on the results? <laughs> waiting on the results. And still. what are you doing in the meantime? Um, I'm actually bartending now. Oh. Bar, well, I yeah, for the different bar. bars, right? She, she just loves bars. She just loves Love bars. The bar. Can't get away from the bar. <laughs> and Saul, you're a pediatric infectious disease doctor, something I call bragging. <laughs> Sorry. But that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Do people call you House? Um, they don't, though House actually was an infectious disease doctor, so I should start asking them to. Oh, nice. Dr. House. I like it. Now, you guys both are very smart, so here's my question. Pam, if you could get rid of any month from the calendar year, which one would you strike and why? Um, probably February. Oh, interesting. Not a Valentine's Day lover? I get it. No, it's just, it's just too cold. I lived in Boston for eight years, and oh. February was just nasty times. Yeah, nasty times. I get it. Saul? Uh, probably July, because it's when the new interns start in the hospital. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Two very cold answers, actually. <laughs> so this game is called What Month Is It Anyway? I'm going to be a wizard at this game. I already have an answer in mind. <laughs> That's right. Ring in when you know the answer. What month is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a little more complicated than that, but only slightly so. In this game, there are only 12 possible answers since, since each of the following questions can be answered with the name of a month. And we are talking about the Gregorian or Western calendar, so Tishri is not going to be one of oh, darn. the possibilities. Just cross all those off your list. If you recognize that month, you'd get more time off work, you know? Yeah, that's true. All right, so uh, you understand the rules of the game, yes? All right. I think so. Sure. Let's, let's, I hope so. I hope so, too. Well, Otherwise, we'll you're going to be embarrassed. <laughs> All right, here we go. The name of what month comes from the Latin word for ten? Saul. December. That's right. So far, so good. 
There are four months that end in the letter Y. Name the one that comes closest to the end of the calendar year. Saul. July? July is right. Yeah. He knows his most hated month. Yes. (laughs) Know your enemy. That's what they say, (laughs) right? In the United States, the federal holiday known as Labor Day occurs on the first Monday of September, which occasionally lands on the first of September. But it's always a federal holiday on the first of what month? Pam. January. That's right. New Year's Day. A day of hope. A day of hope. Followed by January 2nd, which is also my birthday and the saddest day of the year. (laughs) It is, because everyone wakes up and they're like, already screwed up on my resolutions. (laughs) Right? I've had a drink, I've eaten a donut, I've had a cigarette, I'm still with this person. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Never happened to me. No, no. (laughs) Maybe you're taking too much on. I'm sorry, sir. Fictional sisters Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy share a last name with what month? Saul. March. That's right, March. Several months can be girls' names, but which month is named after the first Roman emperor? Pam. August. That's right, after Augustus. At the 62nd Primetime Emmys held in 2010, one of the nominees for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series had a first name that was the name of a month. Who was it? Pam. January? Yeah. Jones? January Jones is right. (laughs) Only one person whose first name is a month has won two Pulitzer Prizes for drama. Who was it? Saul. August Wilson. August Wilson, that's right. All right, this is your last clue. What is the only month whose name is a common English word when its letters are reversed? Pam. May? Yeah. Yeah. Well done. And yam, one of the best words of all time. I think we can all agree. It's it just a funny word. word. John Chinesky, how'd they do? We have another tie. That's right. You probably know the song, so tell me, how many months have exactly 30 days? Saul. Four. Four is correct. Way to go, Saul. You're our winner. Well done. Another tight match. Saul, you'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Thank you both. Our VIP, that's very important, puzzler, is actor Justin Long, and we're going to talk to him about romantic comedies, writing his first feature film, and if he gets any special treatment at the Apple Store. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Did you know that there are lots of other NPR podcasts out there that you'd enjoy? Like Pop Culture Happy Hour. Pop Culture Happy Hour features spirited discussions of movies, books, TV, and nostalgia. Find NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour on iTunes under Podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and coming up, we'll mangle some classics from the Disney songbook. We'll cater to the lowest common denominator. But right now, let's welcome to our stage our VIP, Justin Long. Thank you. Also catering to the lowest common denominator. (laughs) Talking to you is catering to the lowest common denominator. No. Close. You are well known for so many roles, Hollywood hits, uh, he's not. He's just not that into you. Sure. Galaxy Quest. Yes. <laughs> you were on the TV series Ed. Yes. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, those very memorable Mac ads where you played the Mac. The Mac, sure. Uh, The one that everyone rooted for. In theory. In theory. (laughs) Yeah, before the backlash. (laughs) (laughs) What was the backlash? Uh, Jonathan Franzen wrote a really, really interesting essay about... um, the whole Mac versus PC marketing campaign and, and what, it, what it said about the current state of the world and how much disdain he had for it. But he, I'm also a huge fan, so I was, I was weirdly flattered to just be mentioned by him at all, even though it was, he called me uh, insufferably smug. He said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said I played it the part with insufferable smugness. Uh, well, I think that was the, what the role it demanded. It called for yeah. it. I mean, yeah. now John Hodgman, who played the PC, he yes. broke away from his PC image by growing a mustache. <laughs> he did. And yeah. he's really... I remember the first time I saw him post... He said it was a thing he was trying to do, like an experiment. Like he was growing something in a culture, like a Petri dish. <laughs> and, um, and, it, and, and it worked. And it, he's got a real... I don't know if you've seen him with this mustache, but it's really powerful... It's the opposite of this that I'm trying. You can't see at home, but I have this really disgusting uh, kind of <laughs> reedy and pubic is what it's um, how I like to describe it. <laughs> I have strong follicles, but they're they're sparse. You know, I don't have. So oh creates, my god! Uh, I have strong follicles, but they're sparse. <laughs> true. That Francine, is like, you can quote me on that. <laughs> that is like you have some confidence, but you're still working on your self-esteem with that. That's like a combination. <laughs> Did you do anything specific to try to distance yourself from the Mac role? Uh, I stopped working for a bit. <laughs> that was that? Um, <laughs> you just laid that low? <laughs> we all know you from uh, being the star, the lead in all these rom-coms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when people, again, when you Sounds are really dating, difficult. do the women just assume you're going to be this great boyfriend? Well, I... Are you a good I boyfriend? Are you a good boyfriend or are you a bad boyfriend? Let's be honest. I, I think I'm pretty good. Okay, I think I'm, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd have to... It sounds insufferably smug where I just say yes. Yeah. Um, That's all right. But I, I, I did a movie called He's Just Not That Into You, which... Uh, hold for applause. Hold for applause. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, kidding. <laughs> um, um, but I, I would have a lot of... It was a big movie among a certain demographic of women, and they would... I was a lot of them and a few men, but they wouldn't admit it. Any time a guy would come up to me about that movie, they'd say, um, they'd look around like they were buying crack, uh, you know, like, or about to flash me or something. <laughs> and they'd be like, hey, man, uh, I, he's just not into you. I saw it. My wife made me see it. And it was always like my girlfriend or my right. wife made me watch it. But, um, you, you know, the people that come, would come up to me, I, I could always spot them a mile away about that he's just not into you crowd. Except for once, this guy, huge uh, Hispanic guy, ta- tattoos, like enormous, looked like a bouncer came up to me and goes, ah, oh, man, man, I, I saw you in something. Where you from? Oh, yeah. He ain't feeling you no more. <laughs> yeah. And it took me a second. Right. Yes. That is the uh, sequel, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're very good at celebrity impressions, or you, you are well-known for being, uh, you have a, a bunch. I would disagree with both of those. Really, things, but, interesting. Uh, thank, but thank you. I, I well, love that's going to be a problem with what we have on the show soon. I love doing them. <laughs> I do love doing them. And uh, you know, you start imitating teachers and trying to. I was, a, I was a little pipsqueak. So, oh, you were the class clown. I was the guy. Yeah, yeah, classic. I mean, I won't even get into it because it's so cliche. And people I've worked with, I, you know, I like to pick up, especially people that I admire. That's why I do impressions that like of Sam Rockwell or Cole Hauser, or you know people that aren't necessarily uh, go tos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Based on that, Justin, we're gonna bring you back later in the show for your own Ask Me Another challenge. But right now, I want to know if you would like to use your celebrity impressions talent for a game with some contestants. I would love it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, fantastic. Justin Long, everybody. Let's welcome our next two contestants, Rich Steves and Miriam Sadiq. <laughs> Miriam, a movie buff as a child, you wanted to be the female Steven Spielberg, is that correct? That's true, yeah. And you love reading true crime, which is interesting because Rich here is working on is your third novel. My third in the novel, yes, absolutely. And it's about a paranormal detective in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's right. This sounds good. A great, uh, it would make a great movie for Stephanie Spielberg. <laughs> exactly. I think. Do either of you do impressions, Miriam? I do a mean Nicolas Cage. Let's hear it. So Loretta, I'm going to take you to bed. Loretta, my hair got 
snapped off. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. All right, Rich, what do you got? Wow, it's, hard. it's a hard act to follow oh, yeah? up. I, I do mostly cartoon characters and Muppets, so I can do a Kermit the Frog. All right, let's oh, hear yeah. it. If frogs couldn't hop, I'd be gone with the Schwinn. We would have such good impressions. This game is called Justin Time Impressions. <laughs> ah, we asked Justin to give us a list of actors that he's good at impersonating, and the list was endless, so we culled through it, and this game is very simple. Justin will read famous movie lines spoken by various actors, and all you have to do is identify the movie that it came from. And the winner of this round will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Look who walked into the bell house. It's Woody Allen. <clears throat> Chapter one. He adored New York City. He idolized it all out of proportion. Uh, no, you know, make that... He, he romanticized it all out of proportion. Better. To him, no matter what the season was, it was still a town that existed in black and white and pulsated to the great tunes of George Gershwin. Uh, you know, let me start this over. <clears throat> Chapter one. <laughs> Miriam. Manhattan. That is correct. Hey, it's my favorite fellow Canadian, Michael J. Fox. Look, Marvin, you gotta play. See, that's where they kiss for the first time on the dance floor. And if there's no music, they can't dance. If they can't dance, they can't kiss. If they can't kiss, they can't fall in love. And I'm history, man. Ah, yeah. Rich. That's definitely Back to the Future. That is correct. Back to the Future, is, that's what, is that one of your favorites? My absolute favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love, one thing about the movie is that every chunk of dialogue is basically reiterating the premise of the entire right, right, movie. Right, right, right. <laughs> gotta get home. Are you telling me that my mom has got the hots for me? Yeah. <laughs> the best, the best. Well, check this out. It's actor Ted Levine drinking Buffalo Trace bourbon at the bar. <clears throat> it rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Yes, it will, precious. It'll get the hose. <laughs> that is chilling. Uh, Rich. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah of course. I... I, 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 my favorite part of that movie is when he's trying to be normal. When Jodie Foster comes to the door and she's like, yes, I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to use your phone, please. And, he, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I got a phone you can use, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like trying to be all nonchalant. Yeah, are, there, yeah, are, there, are there police closer to finding anything? Are they, <laughs> just curious, just a curious normal citizen. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, there's my friend on a blind date with Academy Award winner Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's the hardest when someone has a notion about you and it's impossible to convince them otherwise. Ever since I was a child, folks have thought that they had me pegged because of the way I am. You know, the way I talk. And they're always wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> Miriam. Capote. Capote. Nailed That's kind it. of a Oh, who's getting into character by tending bar? It's Sam Rockwell. Hey, I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm just crewman number six. I'm expendable. I'm the guy in the episode who dies to prove the situation is serious. I gotta get out of here. Rich. Sam Rockwell as Guy Fliegman in Galaxy Quest. Oh. And a tight game, basically going back and forth, but it turns out just by a hair rich, you are going to be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round. Justin Long, we'll be seeing you in a little while for your puzzle oh, hot seat challenge. Another hand for Justin Long, our Thank VIP, you. and our contestants. Well, my friend, the time has come. Raise the roof and have some fun Throw away the work to be done 
Let the music play on, play on, play Everybody sing and everybody dance Lose yourself in wild romance We're going to party, karama, fiesta forever Come on and sing along We're going to party, karama, fiesta forever Come on and sing All night long, all night, all night, all night long, all night, all night long, all night, all night, night long, all night, all night long, all night, all night, night long, all night, all night long, all night, all night. Jonathan Colton with his tribute to Justin all night long. Thank you. It's the most Paul Schaefer-esque decision I've ever made on this show. (laughs) I don't regret it at all. People could not help singing. I could see a bunch of like, you can't help it, right? You can't help it. Let's bring out our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, for our next game. Oh, hey, I'm back. Hi, guys. And our next two contestants, Annalie Fannin and Eric Miles. Now, both of these contestants have very unique hobbies, so I'm just going to let them tell us about them. Annalie? Uh, among mine, I marry people. You marry people. Yeah. That's a hobby, huh? Yeah, I like, I like it. It's fun for me. Uh, how long have you been marrying people? Uh, four years now, I think. Six <laughs> weddings. Six weddings. And how have they gone, those weddings? So far, so good. All right. <laughs> Eric, how about you? Weird hobbies? I know you do. <laughs> um, I guess the weirdest is probably that I help run a 1940s detective agency at Burning Man every year. <laughs> I, I do that there, too. I forgot to mention. Yeah. There, there's another detective in the audience here too, actually. There's so. another detective in the audience. Okay, I've never what, heard that before. What kind of, what, do you solve that? cases? Do you actually uh, solve sometimes? Uh, one thing that we do is we sort it's of like Burning Man. Remember, <laughs> there's a lot of cases. There's a lot of cases. Can't find my pants. <laughs> we get a lot of those. We get a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm literally burning. All right, well, this game is called Common Denominators, but it's not a math game, I hear. No, I wish it was, because I love math so much. I know, math is awesome on the radio. In this round, I will give you a list of four things that have something in common. You just have to name what that common denominator is. John Chinesky, will you give us an example? If we said wiffle balls, bad alibis, donuts, and bagels, you would say things with holes in them. Yes, you would. (laughs) Uh, Only if you wanted to get the correct answer, would you yeah. say that? You can say whatever you want, I suppose, <laughs> technically. So ring in as soon as you know the answer. What is unique about this game is that you can ring in before I have finished reading the entire clue. But if you get it wrong, your opponent will be able to hear the rest of the clue before they answer. Okay, are you ready? Sure. Here we go. Wheelbarrow, race car, dog, top hat. I'm finished with the reading. Uh, Annalie, yes. They're all Monopoly pieces. They are all Monopoly pieces, that's right. A flapper, Sean White, cherry, beefsteak. Eric. Kind of gin? No. No, not gin. Annalie. Kind of tomato? All kinds of tomatoes, that's right. Sean White's nickname is the Flying Tomato. Technically, he is not an actual tomato. <laughs> and beefsteak has never lived up to its name. It's, <laughs> it's true. It does set up uh, high expectations yeah, exactly. for, for tomato. that tomato. Okay. The flu vaccine, tempera paint, custard, frittatas. Annalie. All made of eggs? All made from chicken eggs, that's right. This one's maybe a little misleading. 
pillow, intercourse, keep it together, audience, <laughs> climax, Philadelphia, Annalee. They're all cities in Pennsylvania. They sure are. Yeah. And I was like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Yeah, you've married yeah. one what in each of those towns, <laughs> haven't you? What else could they have been? I, uh, I don't know, but Philadelphia's <laughs> never sounded sexier. I'll tell you that. Dwight D. Eisenhower, Harry Truman, Carl Vinson, Nimitz. Eric. Uh, they're aircraft carriers or like warships? That's right. U.S. Navy air- aircraft carriers. I Love Lucy, Times Square, Soccer, Cinderella. Wow, Annalie. Um, shoot. Uh, ball dropping. Uh, they all feature a ball? They all feature yeah. a ball, that's right. Oh my God. I knew I'd get there eventually. It was impressive. I think I actually saw uh, a light bulb over your yeah. head when that happened. This is your last question. California, Thor, Marie Curie, Albert Einstein. Eric. Ooh, except for Thor, they all have elements named after them? They do, indeed, yes. Including Thor, then, including I guess? Thor. <laughs> including Thorium, that's right. Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it to get the point. John Chinesky, how'd they do? The winner of Common Denominators is the Uncommon Annalee. Way to go, Annalee. Well done. That was a tough round. You both are geniuses. Annalee, you'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Coming up, we'll force Jonathan Colton to play some Disney musicals, and we'll test our VIP Justin Long in a round of Woody Allen trivia. So stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm still Ophira Eisenberg, and we're about to throw our VIP, the star of Best Man Down, actor Justin Long, into the puzzle hot seat. But in the meantime, please welcome Rachel Matz and Jason Samuels. Jason, you are a math professor, stats and calculus, smarty pants. (laughs) That's right. But this is not your first game show. When I was eight years old... I was Aww. on a game show. Any of you guys remember the game show? It was called Child's Play. So they would record children, uh, eight, nine years old, describing what they thought a word meant. And then they would show that little clip for the two contestants who were adults, and the adults would try to guess what word they were describing. And how'd you do? Oh, well, just for appearing on the show, I got a prize. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Now, Rachel, you've done many things, but one that stuck out to me was that you founded the Ivy League School of Burlesque. Yes, that's true. Thank you. So I need to know, what SAT scores and or measurements do I need to join? Ophira, I think you're doing fine with your measurements right now. That's right, radio listeners. I'm doing fine. (laughs) All right, this next game is called the Disney Wrong Book, and it is not an employee manual for working at Disney World. It is a music game. So, Jonathan, take it away. Yes, for this game, we're going to ask you to complete the verses of some favorite Disney songs, which we have rewritten to be about other things. But here's a hint. All the answers will sound vaguely like the original lyrics. (laughs) A music double agent started at a very young age live Disney character who was once all the rage But now her alter ego just twerks on a stage 
She's a fake celebrity Portrayed by Miley She's Rachel Hannah Montana That's right Hakuna Matata, of course Yes There's a TV show And it's on midday People on it guess the costs Of things in a showcase Once the host was Bob But these days it's Drew It's enough for this couch-surfing warrior To pass the time with you Can we watch the prize? (laughs) Rachel rung in and Jason sang and... uh... (laughs) Is that a team effort? Can we get half a point? Don't well, Rachel, away. let's see what you do. <laughs> the price is right. That's right. The price is right. I'm just very excited to be here. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Opened a restaurant in Ohio. Italian cooking was his game. Started canning his food. Oh, me, oh, my, oh. Americanized his last name. Rachel? Amrilagasi. That's not who we were looking for Oh Uh, Jason, yes Uh, Chef Boyardee Yeah, Chef Boyardee And what was his real name, by the way? Uh, Boyardee (laughs) It's Italian I took Italian in college, so (laughs) He sings, 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 sings For me and you to sing, 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 sing is what he likes to do. Born Paul Hewson in Dublin, he sings with the Edge, who is his friend. In a band, in a band, in a band, in a band. And he does some charity work that's grand. Jason? Bono? <laughs> That's right, you have a lovely singing voice, Jason. <laughs> Near Alpha Century stars, who you seem ain't who you are. When your space twin brother dies, they'll come for you. On a moon you'll find it's true. Now you're ten feet tall and blue. When you're in your Rachel. Your Death Star. Death Star. No, no. Interesting. Ten feet tall and blue. Ten feet tall and blue. I know. Could be anybody. (laughs) Jason. Avatar. Avatar. There you go. The great Jiminy Cricket, originally. Isn't that so? This is your last question. In the Caribbean Sea. In the Caribbean Sea. Got a mammal that looks real strong, closely related to the Asian dugong. Columbus thought it was a mermaid, but he was wrong. You've got a Jason? A manatee. A manatee. John Janeski, what happened in that game? It was close there for a minute, but the keys to the Magic Kingdom go to Jason. Way to go, Jason. Thank you so much, Rachel. Jason, well done. You'll be moving on to our final round coming at the end of the show. She's now let's welcome back our VIP, Justin Long. Don't be nervous. I am. Too late. You're a big fan of Woody Allen films. Oh, I'm going to downplay it now. Okay, lower the that's bar. fine. <laughs> I'm, uh, I appreciate his work. What do you like about his films? I, 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 I think they're real funny. Okay. Um, I, I, I love what they say about the human condition. Um, and uh, I don't know. They, there's something about them. Just they, they speak to me. I feel like we're, we're kindred spirits. When I watch them, I feel like I'm hanging out with an old friend. Is that weird? No, not at um, all. Have you ever auditioned for Woody Allen? No, no. Uh, I, I, I'd be beside myself. I'd... I just want to let you know that if you win this next game, <laughs> yeah, 
we're going to arrange for him to uh, have a sit-down meeting with you. Okay. And by that, I mean you'll get a Rubik's Cube that you can play with while watching your favorite Woody Allen That's movie. That's great. I'll take that. Right. So, Thank you. I'll take that. So we wanted to know just how much you know about Woody Allen and his movies. So your VIP game is all about the man born Alan Stewart Konigsberg, who grew up here, right here in Brooklyn. And if you answer enough right, Jody Tabor of Springfield, Illinois, will win an Ask Me Another prize. Okay? okay. All right, Joni. I'm sorry. Ahead of time. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Justin, you made your feature film debut in the 1999 movie Galaxy Quest. Correct. <laughs> One of your Galaxy Quest co-stars' first on-screen film appearance was a bit role in Annie Hall with no lines. Sigourney. Who was it? That was Sigourney Weaver. It sure was. Yeah. All, right. All right, what movie is this line from? I think that uh, crime definitely pays and that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great job. The hours are good and you're your own boss and you travel a lot and you... You get to meet interesting people, and uh, I just think it's a good job in general. I'm going to say take the money and run. You got it. I'm congratulating myself with this buzzer. I think it's having... That's not what it was intended for. No, it's a, you're no. using it in a celebratory way, which I think is great. Hooray! Hey, hooray for me. Ding for me. Woody Allen will always be associated with New York City, but he's written a few movies set elsewhere. Four films directed by Woody have titles that mention a city outside the United States. Name three of them. Uh, Midnight in Paris. There's a Rome one. Uh, to, to, to Rome with Love. Uh, God. Uh, bananas, I'm going to go through the thing. Manhattan. Uh, does that count? That doesn't count. That's, uh, that's, in, that's in America. Manhattan yeah. wants to be outside of the United States. you guys to see if you're paying attention. How about what about two girls in Spain? Oh, of course. Uh, Vicky, uh, Christina Barcelona. Yes. Yes. Uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, help me out. Thanks. And the other one was the Purple Rise. Purple, Purple Rose of Ky- Cairo. Yes, Cairo. In what film does Woody play four different characters? Victor, Fabrizio, The Fool, and Sperm. Uh, a Midsummer Night's Sex Comedy, which is not right. <laughs> which is incorrect. Uh, everything you always wanted about sex, but we're too afraid to ask. Exactly. I got it wrong. Yes. I'm not going to count it. Though he's been nominated for over 20 Academy Awards and won four times, he has never been there to accept the award. One of his excuses has been that he has a standing gig at a New York City club playing what musical instrument? The clarinet. Yes, Yes. that's right. I almost said English horn. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finish this line. There's an old joke. Um, two elderly women are at a Catskill Mountain resort, <clears throat> and one of them says, "Boy, the food at this place is really terrible." The other one says, "Yeah, I know." But but uh, they, they don't. Uh, but they don't charge. Uh, <laughs> oh, but the food is really terrible. But, but oh God, the, 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 food, the food is really terrible. The other one says, "Yeah, I know." And such S- such. Lo- oh God, this is gonna kill me. Low uh, small portions. Yes. <laughs> oh God. I, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing when it you is. get it right at Thank the end. Thank you for it's not embarrassing. helping me out on that one. That's it, Justin. You did it. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, Jody from Springfield. <laughs> Jody of uh, Springfield, Illinois, is going to get a special Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. So will you, a matter of fact. Oh, great. Yeah. One more round of applause for our VIP, Justin Thank Long. You Thank you. You must remember this A kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by When two lovers woo They still say I love you On that you can rely No matter what the future brings as time goes by Moonlight and love songs Never out of day Hearts full of passion Jealousy and hate Woman needs man And man 
must have his name that no one can deny. It's still the same old story. Fight for love and glory. A case of do or die. The world will always welcome lovers as time goes by. As time goes by. Jonathan Colton. Now we are going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from We Hate Bagginses, Bruce Schwartz. From What Month Is It Anyway, Saul Himes. From Just In Time Impressions, Rich Steves. From Common Denominators, Annalie Fannin. And from the Disney Wrong Book, Jason Samuels. Puzzle Guru John Chinesky, can you please crown our winner? This final round is called Waterlogged. In this round, every correct answer will be a word, phrase, or proper noun that contains the name of a body of water or waterway. For example, if we said, she starred in the John Waters movie Hairspray before becoming a TV talk show host, you would say Ricky Lake. Remember, every answer contains the name of some sort of body of water or waterway. Here we go. Bruce. In 1971, Starbucks opened its first coffee house in this Pacific Northwest city. Seattle? Seattle is correct, yes. Saul, he directed all three Transformers movies. Michael Bay? Michael Bay's right. Rich, this company makes the Cran Energy Cranberry Juice Drink. Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray's right. Annalie. James Vanderbeek played the title character on this WB teen drama series. Dawson's Creek. That's right, Dawson's Creek. Jason, this actor who starred in the movie Stand By Me had a brother named Joaquin. River Phoenix. Yes, River Phoenix. Bruce, you do this with your remote control when there's nothing good on TV. Three seconds. Channeled... Surf. Yes, Channel Surf. Got it in. Good. Saul. Known in medicine as the auditory meatus, you'll often find a lot of wax in it. The external ear canal. Ear canal is right. Very good. Very good, doctor. Thank you. Doctor, doctor. Uh, thank uh, you, doctor. external ear the external, canal. external, yes. Not to be confused with any other ear canal. Okay. Show off. Rich. Rich, this legendary comedian hosts Fashion Police on E!, uh, three seconds. Rich, step aside for now. Let's see if Annalie knows. And Annalie, this legendary comedian, hosts Fashion Police on E. Three seconds. Annalie, step aside. Let's see if Jason knows it. Jason. Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers is correct. We have to say goodbye to Annalie and Rich. All right. Bruce, this thoroughbred was the subject of a best-selling non-fiction book and a 2003 film starring Tobey Maguire and Jeff Bridges. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit is right. <laughs> Saul, it's the school that Slater, Zack, and Screech attended on Saved by the Bell. Bayside High? Yes, Bayside High School. Wow. Jason. This outdoor sports magazine is sometimes abbreviated as F&S. Three seconds. Jason, step aside. Let's see if Bruce knows what it is. F&S, Bruce? Field and stream. Field and stream is right. Thank you, Jason. We're down to two. We're down to Bruce and Saul, and it's Saul's turn. Saul. To commemorate an infamous event in American history, this day is observed every December 7th. Three seconds. Step aside, Saul. Let's see if Bruce knows it. Bruce, do you know? Pearl Harbor Day. Pearl Harbor Day. And yes, Bruce, you are our grand winner. Way to go. Thank you, Saul. What a great final round. Bruce, you did it. You're our Ask Me Another big winner. 
And we have a very special prize for you. Justin Long will record a message for you to use as your personalized wake-up call. It's what you need after you've been asleep all night long. Am I right? That is all we have for you today. If you're listening at home and would like to be a contestant on our show, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is John Chinesky. Hey, my name is Anna Oh, heck, ninjas. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung, with additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Storm D. Costanzo, Josiah Madigan, Adam Markowitz, and Noah Tarno. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, John Asante, and Eleanor Kagan, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damian Whittemore, Dan Sharoni, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues! And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Herite Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, our VIP is the man who makes a living scaring children, Goosebumps writer R.L. Stein. It's the only thing I'm good at. You could, you could ask my wife. <laughs> Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on Ask Me Another, NPR's most pleasing and puzzling pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Did you know that there are lots of other NPR podcasts out there that you'd enjoy? Like Pop Culture Happy Hour. Pop Culture Happy Hour features spirited discussions of movies, books, TV, and nostalgia. Find NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour on iTunes under Podcasts.